Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 7th of June. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex have welcomed their second child, a baby girl, with her name a special tribute to both the Queen and Princess Diana. Harry and Meghan this morning announced the arrival of Lilibet Lily Diana Mountbatten-Windsor, who was born on Friday at Santa Barbara Cottage Hospital in California. In a statement, the couple says Lily is named after her great-grandmother, Her Majesty the Queen, whose family nickname is Lilibet, while her middle name is Diana and was chosen to honour her beloved late-grandmother, the Princess of Wales. Harry and Meghan adding Lily is more than we could have ever imagined, saying they remain grateful for the love and prayers they've felt from across the globe. Lilibet is eighth in line to the British throne. Also making news this morning, it's still not known if Victoria's lockdown may end early this week. There were seven new locally acquired COVID cases in the state over the weekend, with a number in aged care and health authorities remain concerned about the highly contagious Delta variant in Melbourne. There are now two separate COVID clusters, with the origin of one still a mystery. Epidemiologist Professor Catherine Bennett has told 10 it isn't just a numbers game. If new cases are in the footprint of the outbreaks, the two separate outbreaks as we know them, then that is the reassuring part that our health department needs. You know, that's where we know that people are usually um, not only in quarantine, but also in quarantine before they're infectious. Meantime, a man has been forced back into hotel quarantine after testing positive to COVID in Perth. The maritime industry worker was released on Friday once he completed his 14 days in quarantine before he underwent a COVID test as a work requirement the following day and then returned the positive result. Here is WA Chief Health Officer Dr Andy Robertson. We believe that he is in non-infectious chronic shedder. What he's shedding is viral particles. He's not shedding virus. Um, so we don't believe he is of, of major concern to the community. Mixed news this morning for the Coalition in the latest news poll. For the first time since February, the government has recovered electoral ground to draw with Labor on a two-party preferred basis. While support for Prime Minister Scott Morrison has fallen to 53%, he is still in front of Anthony Albanese's 32%. And former SAS soldier Ben Robert-Smith will head to a Sydney courtroom today, suing three newspapers owned by nine. It's alleged articles dating back to 2018 painted the 42-year-old's deployment in Afghanistan as a criminal who broke the moral code. The Age, the Sydney Morning Herald and journalists Nick McKenzie, Chris Masters and David Rowe are defending the defamation action on a truth defence. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we start in New South Wales and the state government is calling for a dedicated quarantine facility of its own to help bring more stranded Australians home. It comes with the federal government facing increasing pressure to build more purpose-built facilities after a number of leaks from hotel quarantine. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has more 
from Sydney. Tasha State Government says it will put forward a proposal to the federal government to own and operate the facility as a way of increasing capacity in our quarantine system. Treasurer Dominique Perrottet says our state would benefit. As the state that's done the heavy lifting when it comes to hotel quarantine, uh, setting up an individual facility uh, that may assist us um, over the next 12 months and particularly probably uh, alleviate pressure on the hotel system. That's something we should look at. Uh, the federal government has said that they will support uh, these types of facilities in other states um, and uh, we want to work through a proposal uh, that makes sense, that keeps our people safe. Meantime, the Victorian government is turning to another travel voucher program to help to try to prop up the state's struggling tourism businesses after their fourth lockdown. Our reporter, James Lake, is in Melbourne with the details. Yes, $16 million is the price tag the government is putting on the vouchers, Tash, exactly half of its latest $32 million support package. Almost another $12 million will be spent on direct payments for tourism businesses eligible for up to $7,000 in direct cash support. Businesses, though, in the mountains will get some extra help, up to $15,000, which will be aimed to offset the impact of Melburnians being locked out of the ski fields on the opening Queen's Birthday long weekend. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Now, the world's finance ministers have certainly gone after the big tech giants like Facebook and Google, and it could be good news for us, which will mean our company tax rate could fall. Yes, Tash, over the weekend, the biggest seven economies finance ministers agreed that big companies should pay a minimum of 15% tax. Now, many big US tech companies have set up headquarters in low-tax countries such as Ireland and have avoided tax. The tax agreement is a great idea, but now businesses paying a 30% company tax locally want our rate brought down to 15%. Don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. And Peter, we all know there's certainly been a massive property boom post-COVID and rents have also soared, but apartments have languished. This is interesting. Yeah, new data from MRI software, which tracks real estate offices data, shows the average national house rent has risen through the pandemic to $526 a week, a 4% rise since late 2019. And house prices are up 8% over that same period, but returns on apartments are down 7% over the same period, and I think that makes them a buying opportunity. And talking about booms, many are asking, uh, as we know, the Australian stock market hit a record high on Friday, but can the good times keep rolling for share players and our super funds? Well, the major banks, CSL, Telstra and Woolworths, helped the ASX 200 index rise 0.5% on Friday and close at a new record high of 7,295.4. But can this huge rally in stocks, with a rise of over 50% since March of last year, continue? The experts and their charts say yes, albeit with some ups and downs. Record low interest rates and the economic rebound are great for stocks. Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. New South Wales coach Brad Fittler plans to speak with the NRL, believing the refs took a bit of a small step backwards on the weekend. 
Yes, good morning, Tash. This is big from Freddie because he has been a big supporter of the crackdown on high shots but was commentating over the weekend and was a little bit concerned with what he saw. So he'll speak to Jared Maxwell. He's the NRL's referees boss. Paul Green will also do the same. And Maroon's great Billy Slater telling Nine he hopes that this doesn't overshadow Origin. We're getting better. Look, this is three weeks now since the crackdown's happened and, and the players, the referees are starting to to work out what's a send-off, what's a 10 minutes in the sin bin, what's just a penalty, and players are starting to work it out as well. Now, on the field, an injury to Reed Marnie soured Parramatta's 40-4 win over the Knights in Newcastle. The Eels hooker appeared to hurt his shoulder. He was stretching out to make a tackle in the second half. Coach Brad Arthur hopes that it, he isn't missing for an extended period. I don't think it's too bad. He sublexed his shoulder, so he might miss a couple of games. But, yeah, he's still got to have scans and that tomorrow, but it's yeah at this stage, I reckon, maybe a couple of games. And 10 in a row now for the Storm holding off the Titans 20 to 14. And the Cats have a tough choice to make, Brett, regarding strict quarantine rules ahead of a trip to Adelaide this week. Yeah, now they can decide uh, to stay at home, which would mean that their entire families are locked down or quarantine in hotels without them. They are due to face the power in Adelaide on Thursday night, yet to be given the green light from the SA government, although the AFL is expecting that that will happen. So that's a tough choice given that in Geelong, uh, restrictions have eased somewhat. Their kids can go to school, but if they elect to stay at home, they won't be able to. The whole family will have to stay home. The players can go out and train, but obviously a different story for the rest of their family. Uh, In the results yesterday Carlton now well out of finals contention three games outside the top eight uh, after losing to the Eagles by 22 points. Their coach David Teague says that their progression has stalled. Oh we haven't improved as much as we would have liked so that's a challenge Uh, right now I don't think we're playing with a lot of confidence and belief so they're training hard. I think that'll turn at some stage. And the Bulldogs got a red eye flight home from Perth last night. They beat the Dockers by 28 points. And also so much controversy last week with the French Open Breton. Now some more news with a couple of big guns gone from the competition. Yeah, Roger Federer had forecast this, that he was considering withdrawing just to protect his knees. He was making his comeback. He had multiple bouts of knee surgery. Well, now he has decided to. Came through a tough five-set match in the third round. So he was into the second week at the French Open, but he has decided to withdraw. And obviously we know that grass is the big tournament to Wimbledon that he loves, so he's going to get right for that. Serena Williams, though, knocked out in straight sets. So a couple of the big draw cards gone. Of course, Serena still trying to match that uh, elusive 24 Grand Slam wins and match mark record but she just can't get there hasn't won a Grand Slam now since 2017 so Serena and Roger gone from the French Open big names gone indeed Brett thank you thanks Tash and get the winter woolies ready. We are in for a chilly few days ahead as a cold front hits Australia's southeast. It will hit Adelaide first before making its way east and bringing with it plenty of snow. The Bureau of Meteorology's Sally Scully says wet and wild weather is on the way. On and behind that cold front, we're forecasting widespread uh, showers, small hail, isolated thunderstorms, and that cold front will uh, move eastwards through Victoria and New South Wales during Tuesday. Some ski resorts are set to open a week earlier to take advantage of the cold snap. Meantime, it's dry and sunny today in Darwin with a top of 31 degrees and an overnight low of 20. How good is Darwin? And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also find the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.
Listener.